From We First and Goal 17 Media, welcome to Lead with We, the podcast where top business leaders and founders reveal how they build their companies to be high impact and high growth by putting We First. I'm Simon Mannering, and today I'm joined by Mark Washington, the founder and CEO of UR Labs, which has just launched a nutrition brand called Munique, which leverages gut health science to help those struggling with chronic conditions. And the brand was launched during COVID-19. So, Mark, welcome to Lead with We. Thank you very much, Simon. Great to see you. Mark, you know, firstly, tell us a little bit about your journey, because as a first-time entrepreneur, it's always informed by where you came from. So walk us through your career up to this point. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So as, as you know, I'm a really more of a veteran operator and executive um, in this space of health and wellness and all things better for you. Um, You know, I was very good at it and thought it might have been kind of my path that I was destined for. Um, It's like, oh, I really enjoy this path and successful helping other entrepreneurs scale their vision. And I'm learning a lot of tips along the way as to how to do this successfully. But also along the way, um, there were things I was like, I would do that differently. Right. Right. If this were if this were my ship, if I had, um, say, two hands firmly on the steering wheel, there are some things that I would do differently. And I just kept note of those sort of along the way, just in case, like, you know, when I got my shot. And it's one of those things that kept going at me internally. Like, you know, yes, you can take someone else's vision and scale that. But why not truly build it by design sort of, you know, from the very outset, from the very foundation. And that kind of be was the was the, the head part, of, if you will, of, you know, maybe it is time to throw my hat in a ring, you know, to start a business from scratch. So the company is called, you know, the full name is Uplifting Results Labs, which kind of embodies the ethos of what we're about. So it's UR Labs for short. Um, the business is about um, how do we help people through nutrition regain control, right, of their health and frankly, their lives. And Unique is our brand. It's interesting. You you said that head part, you know, obviously you need that heart as well. Yeah. What was it that helped you identify what area to kind of, you know, what category to play into? And that really kind of ignited that passion to to make that leap of faith. You know, I had an aspiration to do something that I don't think had been done uh, before um, in our space of not just better for you, but fundamentally transformative, especially for adults in this country that are living with chronic conditions. In my mind, I didn't see many businesses that were effectively making a difference in their lives. And then where it really takes it to another level is my own personal why, um, which is my sister, Monica. And, uh, you know, describing her personality, she was vibrant and colorful and full of life and literally the life of the party. But like so many, she struggled with her health. So she struggled with obesity. Um, She had diabetes, um, hypertension, which is high blood pressure. So she has two, you know, beautiful, beautiful kids um, that are teenage, young adults now. Uh, But she got pregnant again later in life. And it was a very high risk pregnancy, just given not just age, but the combination of these underlying conditions. And she tragically passed away. Um, It was about five years ago. So the inspiration for Unique is Monica. Monica plus Unique equals Unique. And and I'm so sorry to hear that, Mark. And um, sorry for your loss there. And, you know, it's a very powerful um, thing that you've done, you know, to really kind of repurpose yourself through the lens of your personal why, you know, it's one thing to go from sort of an instinct to want to do something, to focus in on a certain area. It's another to get a company off the ground. 
and launching a business during COVID. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is a high bar for any for any entrepreneur. So how did you get the company started? Yeah, so really it came back to some uh, relationships that I had in the space. Um, and I reconnected with a group of investors, actually more of a, not traditional venture capital investors, actually more of a foundry um, business model that, that support and incubate new businesses and brands. And I you know, had a relationship with them over the years. It's a group called the Production Board um, based out of San Francisco, um, where we had connected years ago. And I, you know, I had brought this concept. I said, you know, I really want to fundamentally transform human health, but I want to do it through nutrition. I don't want to do it through drugs and therapeutics and injections. I, I really believe that there's a way to, to truly use food as medicine. And that's where this, this marriage came together because uh, the group is founded by a very successful entrepreneur investor named Dave Freeberg. He's like, we also have been studying the space, right? Uh, but we've been studying specific technologies around the gut microbiome. We'd love to partner with you in building this business, launching from the ground. We'll, you know, uh, invest in the in the company uh, to get this to get this business started. So I essentially had a seed investment well before we had a product, <laughs> just when we had this concept of a vision of the type of company uh, that we wanted to 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 launch. And that's a powerful lesson in and of itself. I mean, this relationship capital you build even before you decide to become an entrepreneur is what allows you to kind of get off the ground in the in the first place. Were there any unique challenges that you found, you know, as soon as you launch the business, you're barely coming out of the gate and you slam straight into COVID? Yeah. So yeah. how did that affect you? Yeah, no, I mean, many, many challenges because, you know, even though we launched the company a year and a half ago, we launched the brand six months ago, right? <laughs> Which is right. right in the midst of this. Um, I will say there are multiple occasions pre-launch where we're sitting around a table saying, does this make sense? Like, should we pause and wait this thing out? There's so much noise happening right now um, with the pandemic. There's so much social unrest happening, you know, with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and some of the social injustices happening. And, um, right, I mean, all these different factors that we can't even work together anymore. We're all remote, kind of all these challenges stacked on top of each other. But at the end of the day, as I stepped back and, and looked at the situation, um, it frankly, the stars aligned even more. Because when you look at the current environment, it hasn't just created new challenges it exposed existing challenges, right? I mean, the fact that there are so many people suffering with chronic conditions, the fact that it's disproportionately minorities suffering from these conditions, it shone a bright light on the fact that um, so many people are in such critical condition. Now it's before anyone had ever heard of COVID, right? And so now it's exacerbated. Yeah, let's talk about just how chronic these problems are. Like, give us a sense of how broad-based these chronic challenges are. So um, rough numbers, over 100 million U.S. adults suffer from one or more chronic condition, if not disease. Um, and so it's a long list of them, right, from diabetes, obesity, hypertension, high cholesterol, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? I mean, so massive, massive, you know, impact. They tend to ride along with each other. So the vast majority of, of individuals that deal with one chronic condition deal with multiple. Um, and... When you go down that list of each one of these chronic conditions, every one of them has a disproportionate impact on multicultural communities, in particular black and brown communities. Um, you know, and so I'll take diabetes for, as an example. Um, literally 40 to 50 percent more likely for Hispanic and black populations to be impacted by diabetes. And the numbers are 
shockingly consistent in terms of a much higher incidence rate, you know, as you go down that list of chronic diseases and conditions. And the causes are so vast from food deserts to lack of healthcare support and social services. It's extraordinary how interconnected the issues are, right? It really is. I mean, and this is something I've thought a lot about. I mean, frankly, growing up and seeing it in family and community and environment and seeing it happen and have studied and researched and I've been in the space. And so, yeah, no, it's not one thing. There is structural inequities and racism that absolutely, you know, is pervasive and plays a role um, as well. There's genetics, there's lifestyle choices, there's, you know, culture, like all these factors all kind of contribute to this. But at the end of the day, um, it results in this health disparity. And it's longstanding, right? This is not something new. Like I said, this environment has shown a light on that um, health disparity gap, but it has existed for, for years. On one hand, you've got to this point where you, you want to be an entrepreneur and then you kind of laser focused in on what role you want to play. But then you add the challenge as a first time entrepreneur to develop a product and not just a product that has the taste appeal and, and the texture and all those sorts of things, but also the science based rigor to solve for these very, very complex problems, you know, that people experience for different reasons. So talk about the gut, talk about gut health and talk about how you develop the product that could really substantively address that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love talking about this because it's this so core to what we're doing. Um, and I'd say before starting the company, I was gut aware, right? I'd you know taken probiotics, you know, I knew a little bit about fiber and, and so forth, but I definitely wasn't deep in the space. But really diving deep into the scientific research around the gut and the gut microbiome was like an awakening, an aha moment. And so at the highest of what it is, it's literally the trillions of bacteria that reside, you know, predominantly in your large intestine, your gut. Um, it's been shown through scientific research and technology advancements have really made this much abundantly more clear now than it has been in the past. Just the outsized role that those trillions of bugs, you know, predominantly bacteria that are in your gut, the outsized role that they have on your health. And so if you look at the studies and the science, when you look at chronic condition after chronic condition, disease after disease, there is really solid and sound research around the connection between what's happening in your gut and all of those aspects of, of your health. Um, and so not only that, we also know now that there's ways you can fundamentally engineer or work with your gut to actually improve on those conditions as well. So for me, that was the aha moment. That was the pathway to actually activate this vision. And while there's a number of things that I'm looking at, diabetes was at the top of that list. And that's really where we landed upon some really um, insightful and fascinating research around a unique class of what are called prebiotics, which are the, the essentially the food for your gut, the food for the bacteria in your gut, um, and a unique class of prebiotics called resistant starch, which are incredibly well studied, showed a lot of benefits. Um, and that sported, was the bottoms of the technology to create an application that could fundamentally change your uh, the way that you manage not just your gut health, but your blood sugar. And so let me ask you, you know, it's a, it's, it's a double-edged sword when you're launching a new brand in a somewhat complex area like the microbiome, because it allows you to kind of capture people's attention by launching a word like microbiome and almost breathing life into it. So it becomes the thing that everybody wants to know about. And that cuts through all the clutter. At the same time, it can alienate people 
who really don't want to know anything. So how did you marry in your marketing the education piece along with the taste, texture, you know, product benefits piece? Right. Yeah, for us, and this has been a learning, right? And I would say that we're still not there in terms of having fully optimized the the education around the science as well, you know, to coincide with the access. But it has been a journey. And I'd say our, where our journey has gotten us to is the most important thing is making it about the consumer, right? I mean, we lead with emotion, right? We lead with the benefit. We lead with empowerment, right? I mean, so this is a product that you can enjoy. And it's the business of hope, as you say, that you can right. overcome these chronic diseases because they're so deeply ingrained and systemic, as you said, that it must feel almost impossible. You can't get your way out of them. Right, right, exactly. And so we connect with people by showing there is a way. And we use a lot, frankly, through um, social proof, kind of customers who have had this amazing experience that have been using Unique and the stories that they tell us. Um, and then as we bring them in, that kind of gives us license to um, to still meet people where they are, but start to educate around the gut, you know, and why this is the foundation for your health. So we kind of have that curated education process with customers throughout their life cycle to um, kind of build that that literacy. Yeah, the more you raise awareness around the problem, you position your product as a solution, and they make the conscious choice themselves. And there's a couple of very simple, you know, important things that you shared there. One, it's not about you; it's about them. Most marketing in the purpose category fails for that reason. And then secondly, it's about celebrating the customer and their success stories because they're, you know, they're much more interested in that and they're much more likely to share that with others when it's about them, as you said, rather than, you know, about you. So let's talk about that, the, you know, the direct-to-consumer, the DTC approach you took. Obviously, uh, you know, a lot of brands, companies outright were forced to go online if they weren't already or even more so if they were. So was it a conscious choice out of the gate that you thought, listen, let's just go direct to consumer for access and it's lower overhead and you didn't have to compete for shell space? Or was it, oh, okay, well, this is COVID induced. We have to go this way. Yeah, it was, it was very much the former. Like before anyone had ever heard of COVID, the model was always about direct to consumer, not just because it's a space that I'd come from, is very passionate about, you know, I love uh, direct to consumer, the direct engagement and the feedback mechanism that you get with consumers. And the fact that it's, you know, an efficient way to launch with lower barriers to entry and a way to effectively get a product out there and build awareness and scale. So those factors were obviously part of it. Um, I'd say the bigger factor was knowing what we are trying to do. You know, this education gap that we're delivering this unbelievably effective dosage of these, you know, gut microbiome based things that could change your gut and change your blood sugar. That's not something that is easy to just tell walking in a retail store. And it's also largely a subscription oriented, you know, business model as well. It goes back to the fact that an everyday usage, you know, is really key to getting effective results, which also lends itself more to direct to consumer. So yeah, it was always, always had been the plan. And, and so, you know, you've got this relationship with the production board and obviously, you know, they take a, an educated risk in supporting a new company going to market. Um, but you've got to continue to grow. You've got to continue to raise finance. You know, um, success necessitates more resources. So talk about that aspect of the journey. What's it like once you've got you've, you've got some traction in the marketplace and now you need to kind of keep growing? Yeah, it's an interesting because that's uh, literally where we are, um, right? I mean, um, I feel fortunate that we are having 
a really significant impact with consumers at a very early stage, which has helped us really grow at a very fast clip. Uh, but that also takes resources and capital, et cetera, in order to support that support that growth. So yeah, we're actually at an earlier stage than anticipated, you know, um, had gotten to a level of traction where we're like, yeah, there's real proof of concept there. This is a not just a significant opportunity. We have an approach, you know, through a product, through a community to really effectively address this need. Um, and that's basically where we are right now. Right? I've been you know, telling our story, meeting with a number of uh, uh, predominantly venture capital firms about sort of who we are, what problem that we're trying to address and sort of what milestones that we are, we are aspiring for, even though we're so young, right? As just a business and a brand that launched six months ago. So that's definitely a, a unique challenge just given we don't have that much history uh, behind us. And let me ask you, you know, as a black entrepreneur and as an extension of, you know, your deep commitment to supporting multicultural communities and so on, have you found that there's been obstacles that you've uniquely had to face or have you found actually in response to Black Lives Matter and so on, there's actually been a rallying of support or, a, you know, an, an awakening, a long overdue awakening um, around entrepreneurship, uh, you know, by people of color? What's your experience been? Yeah, I'd say the jury's still out. Um, I would say I've been, on the one hand, encouraged by uh, the number of people who have raised their hand and spoken about the importance of representation, the importance of supporting diversity, both within their firms and the, uh, the entrepreneurs that they back and more light being shown on it. Um, but the jury's still out, though. Words is, is an important step. But it's not enough. It's, it's like a necessary, not sufficient condition, like actions matter more than words. And I think there's still a lot more words than there have been actions in this regard for businesses and firms and individuals who have taken proactive and intentional steps to uh, to right some of the past wrongs and to create a level playing field and to um, to really put, you know, money where their mouth is in terms of, you know, therefore supporting, you know, black entrepreneurs and taking meetings that you wouldn't have otherwise done and having, you know, more representation on boards and kind of on and on down the list. So there's definitely been movement, but in terms of real actions, real fundamental shift, I think we have so far to go, so far to go. So the jur the jury's out, to be honest. And what would your advice be to a young black or brown entrepreneur who feels very isolated? You know, they've got an idea, they've got a passion for something, but they don't even know where to start, or they've had a direct experience of racism or, you know, inequity in and around an opportunity. What would you say to them? Because, you know, you've, you've worked through that journey. So what, what would your advice be? Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think it's about hunkering down. I saw a couple of different things. One is hunkering down and, and keeping your eye on the prize, right? I mean, because at the end of the day, good ideas and good business wins. And what does talk is green, right? <laughs> right? Um, right? I mean, and so obviously, I, I do believe, and I've experienced this for myself and other, you know, black and brown entrepreneurs can probably relate, right? I mean, it does feel like um, a longer putt, so to speak, right? right? I mean, just being the only one in the room in and of itself, right? Even if everyone's well-intentioned, not having that network and resources and, you know, the majority of the meetings that I have had, um, the people that I've been Zooming with, um, 
typically don't look like me, right? And so there's a you know, fundamental disadvantage going into it. But despite that, right, I mean, if you're focused and eyes on the prize and really deliver against a, a, a true need, you will eventually get there, whether or not you take on that capital from those on the outside. Uh, the other point I would make is, is, is reach out, right? I mean, find someone that inspires you, that motivates you for input and counsel and advice, you know, whether they're whether they share kind of the same ethnicity or whether they don't, I do think sort of some counsel and, and, and guidance and advice can can really be helpful. Um, and sometimes it's not, that doesn't necessarily mean um, you have to have a mentor who you talk to every day or every week. There can be just nuggets of insights, right? That can point you in a, a better direction of success. So yeah, finding people that you can connect with that you think you could get some of those nuggets from, I do think is another important piece of advice. And one of the really powerful ways to do that people often overlook is the contributions you make. Because mm. when you show up in a meaningful way, other people show up in your lives. What are some of the things that, you know, UR Labs or Munique has been doing during COVID? Are there other ways that you've been showing up trying to support those multicultural communities? Yeah. And for me, it's about, um, this is the nice thing, right? Starting a business from scratch and building a business by design, um, this is woven into our ethos, right, as a business. And so it's 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 not like a separate effort to talk about, okay, what can we do from a social impact or which cause can we support because this is important to us or we want to look like it's important to us. It's our business. And so, yeah, and so in addition to just the general executing on the vision, I am, and we are as a, as a, as an organization, very um, outspoken about our desire to have an impact on multicultural communities. And so we communicate that through our social, through our database, through our website, et cetera. Um, and we're also very intentional about representation, right? And so I think that matters. Um, we're intentionally very, very inclusive in everything that we do. And that also plays into not just myself, but my team as well, um, right? And so my aspiration, my desire is that, you know, our team, you know, reflects our brand, re reflects our consumer base, right? <laughs> Which looks like this country. Uh, and so I've been very intentional about how we build our team. And so it just kind of is infused in how we think and, and operate as a, as a business across all different dimensions. And it's, it's so powerful what you're saying, because success inspires replication. And let me ask you, you know, how big is the team now? And give us a sense of what the future of, you know, UR Labs looks like, or even other expressions of unique. Yeah, yeah. So we're a team, a mighty team, a small but mighty team of 10 uh, right now. Um, and I really aspire to be a, a truly trusted destination for someone looking to regain you know, control of their health essentially regardless of what that condition is. I think we have an opportunity and we have a pathway uh, to create products that can address multiple conditions. You know, we're starting with effective blood sugar control, but working through your gut, there's a number of other conditions that we aspire to address as well. So that's the aspiration, right? Is to have a suite of solutions to help address these conditions. Um, so that's sort of the vision uh, where we want to, where we're going. Well, fantastic, Mark. Thank you so much for your time and for the insights today. And, and congratulations on the success in very difficult circumstances and, and may continue and Unique can thrive and UR Labs can really help solve for some of these very complicated and, and longstanding issues. They're long overdue and really appreciate the effort you're making. I really appreciate it, Simon. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. I, I, you can tell I'm, I'm passionate about the impact side of this. Um, so thanks for having me on to let me uh, share a little bit about our story.
Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Lead with We, where I spoke with Mark Washington, the founder and CEO of UR Labs that just launched the gut health brand Munique. And he shared with us how to launch a consumer product brand with great success during COVID-19 and how to drive growth by solving for large and complex health and social challenges. Make sure you subscribe to Lead With We on Apple, Google, or Spotify, and please recommend it to your friends and colleagues so they too can build a purposeful and profitable business. And if you'd like to learn more about how you can build a purposeful brand, check out wefirstbranding.com, where we have lots of free resources and case studies. Thanks for joining us, and let's all lead with we.